Hello football fans and welcome to episode 31 of View from the Sideline podcast. After a week off, we've got a lot to squeeze into tonight's episode. So coming up this week, we take a look back at the action from the Premier League over the weekend, including Liverpool claiming a hard-fought three points at St Mary's to return to the top of the table. In the EFL review, wins for Norwich and Sheffield United strengthen their claim for promotion and Luton break all sorts of records in League One. We've got another teaser from Pete and we'll give you an update on the predictions challenge with a possible threat to Jamie's lead coming at the weekend. Our special topic this week will be us catching up on all that's been going on in the world of football over the last couple of weeks, including last night's Champions League quarterfinals and the confirmed relegation from the Premier League for Huddersfield and Fulham. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and hello Rich. Hi Chris, how you doing? Hello. Yeah, not too bad. Long long time no speak. Yes, yeah, two whole weeks. Two weeks without po- yeah, no podcast. No podcast last week, uh, but we are back this week. Um, so yeah, so uh, we'll, 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 we'll get started because we've probably got a lot to go through. And uh, we'll we'll start with um, Pete's teaser. This is a new uh, kind of a he's he's overtaken us on the the teaser now, hasn't he? Yes, he's, he's, gonna, he's, um, he's put his he's, name to it. Like, he has. See, I've told him that... he's I've told him he's got his own feature. But yeah. I think um, I look down now because it used to just say teaser from Pete, but now it actually says Pete's teaser. Pete's so teaser. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think next year it'd be something we'll. Uh, will officially bed into the podcast he can have his own slot maybe he can phone in i thought oh yeah maybe you can uh, he can get involved in some way he could but, uh, do sure well, so, is, uh, is, he uh, does is, he, is he's the um he's the, the the quiz master of the south coast so um and it's a good one this week um it's a hard one because I, I i looked at it earlier and I'm... it is yeah well it, it would certainly test our knowledge that's for sure. With me today, so I a bit more prepared. Good, because you you may need to do some writing and some working out. So uh, this week's teaser is: How many London-based clubs played in the first ever season of the Premier League in ninety two ninety three? That's a good question. More than you probably would think. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, well. Uh... We'll go through that a bit later on, um, but we'll go into uh, this weekend's Premier League action and we'll start off at St Mary's where it was Southampton versus Liverpool. Um, yeah, it was a surprise early lead. I think some would say for Saints, uh, but it was very short-lived. Liverpool getting back into the game, obviously ended up winning, winning the game. But yeah, the, you know, coming from 1-0 down... Uh, I thought they played quite well, Liverpool. I don't. I don't think they've been that great in the past sort of two or three mm. games. And then you know, I, I thought this was quite a good result for them. Yeah, that they're still they're still grinding out the results. Um, I think that it was quite strange for Shane Long to score. I think um, he's he's not been that prolific over that, the last sort of twelve a, to a eighteen months. Yeah, but the say he should have got a second, really. Um, I think that would have that would have made the game really interesting. We we really would have seen what Liverpool were made of if they had gone two 0 down. Um, but 
it, it wasn't to be. Um, I think uh, I, I thought I did. I'm not sure it was routine for Liverpool. I think uh, that I thought the Saints gave gave a pretty good account of themselves. To be honest, I think yeah. that they they held Liverpool out for quite a while, but. I would, it's I would just, say it's just what Liverpool, Liverpool are doing were at their best. But like you said, they've they've got they've grinding out the results. Uh, obviously, Salah uh, getting a goal as well, another goal. But I think that's head, the, I think that's the, talk uh, about. I was just going to say on Salah just quickly. I think that's yeah, the best yeah. he's played in a while because I think he's been misfiring for a for, for a while now, for a few weeks, and I think yeah. there's been some. A lot more reliance on people like Firmino and especially Mane, but well, I don't know. I guess it sort of leads into your point. I think, well, my view. I don't know if this is what you're going to say, but I think Henderson sort of stepped up a bit. I was going to say, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I read your mind. Barcelona just scored. Sorry to interrupt you. One nil Barca. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. Throughout the night, yeah, Luis Suarez. But, um, I I think I've criticised Henderson in the past um, before uh, uh, about him, but I think he's playing a, a little bit more of a forward role. I would say in the last few games he's played, normally he, he sat in the middle, making those sideward passes and, and passes back to the keeper. But he seems to be getting more involved in the games at the moment. And credit. Like you, and you forget sometimes he's the captain of the club as well. I think sometimes people forget that he's actually the captain. Yeah, I'm, I I think that in the past Henderson's always there's always been a certain level of criticism aimed at Henderson. I know you and I have done it in the past as well. That he, he always had extremely high passing stats, but there was always a question around whether the, the passes were actually going in. In in the sort of attacking yeah, direction yeah. That, that any anyone can sort of pass backwards or sideways, but I think that I mean he hasn't been a regular in the team this year as much as he yeah, maybe yes. has been over yeah. the last couple. But I, I I would agree with you. I think he's we're seeing a different side to his game, um, and certainly a more attacking side, which which I, I wasn't convinced he had before. Um, but the thing with Liverpool, I think, is that they, they've they got more people all over the pitch that are stepping up when others aren't performing. And I think that Henderson's probably one of those that he, he's added that different dimension to his game. He, he, I thought his goal was brilliant. Um, was, yeah. Obviously, yeah. He, he, he set the move going for the, for the um, second goal, for Salah's goal as well. So... Um, he was in the thick. He was in the thick of it, and I think his goal just sort of shows his determination to. I think the 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 box to box midfielder, you sort of Lampards and that, are maybe a bit of a dying breed. But I think Henderson's probably someone that is keeping it alive slightly. Yeah. But they yeah. they just keep winning. Yeah, they keep winning. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. So we'll move on to uh, Bournemouth and Burnley. Uh, a, a really, really good win for Burnley, um, and I think that win will probably make sure of their safety. I don't think that the, I, I think they'll be safe now. I know mathematically they can still get sucked into it, but um, the way they're playing at the moment, I'd say in the last sort of ten games, they've they've certainly stepped it up. I can remember sort of our first, second podcast. 
we were talking about their sort of Europa League hangover, uh, but they've certainly forgotten all about that and, and have started playing some really good football, especially when they go forward. Uh, they, 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 they do look a threat every time they do go forward. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're eight points clear now. Um, yeah. They've won their last two. Uh, so, I mean, they've got a decent win against, obviously, because we, we, we didn't do a podcast last week, so we, we've missed a round of games. But I think the 2-0 the win they got against Wolves last week was a, was a really good result. Um, possibly maybe a bit of an upset. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the three points against Bournemouth does make them safe. I mean... Well, like you say, not mathematically, but they're eight points clear of Cardiff with five games to go. Um, and strangely enough, they play each other this weekend. So I, I think I would feel a bit more confident if I was a Burnley fan, if you come away from that match with three points. Yeah. Um, and then you're sort of 11 points with only 12 to play for. So um, not there yet, but I mean... It, <laughs> I think Begovic was... I don't know what he was doing Another in that great, game. Well, the first, I mean, I, the I first think, goal, wasn't it? It was a call I mean, and I, he completely missed it. Yeah, I think Burnley were... I thought I do, I do think Burnley deserved to win it, but I just, I just think Bournemouth gave them a massive helping hand. Um, I mean, the, the goals were pretty early in that game. The first sort of two or three goals were pretty early, if I remember rightly. And, yeah, yeah. Um, even for the third one, I know there was a bit of a debate about whether the ball was out of play or not. I, I'm not convinced it was. Um, and then the Bournemouth defence sort of just stop. Um, Begovic spills the cross, and it, I mean it's a pretty simple finish. But yeah, a, a good win. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with Bournemouth. I think that they've yeah. well, their form's shocking. I think they've won two in their last eighteen or something like that. They had a really think... good start, didn't they? Like, yeah, compared... they did. They've literally done the vice versa of what Burnley have done, really, when you think about it. The... Yeah, they. I remember having the conversation about whether Bournemouth can sort of maintain their form and whether they can get into Europe. And um, They seem to do it the other way to, to, to the other teams. They seem to sort of get all their points in the first half of the season and then just sort of tail off pretty drastically um, towards the end of the season. I mean, they're in a poor run of form, but I mean, if we're saying sort of Burnley beat Cardiff and then they're sort of 11 points clear, I mean, Bournemouth for 10 points clear already. So, I mean, you'd pretty much say they're safe. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So the Huddersfield Leicester game, uh, Leicester, well, it was it was pretty straightforward for Leicester. I don't, you know, I don't think they, I think they are scoring some really good goals at the Met. That Telemans, he looks like a really good player. Yeah, he um, does. They've I, got some I, really, and, and Madison as well. He's he's another one. He's got a bright future ahead of him. And they yeah, seem to have got a really good young squad. Like some of their players, I know Morgan, and like pushes the average age of the squad up, but. You've got, they've got that chill well as well. You know they've got some really really good players there, and I think Brendan Rodgers has actually inherited a pretty good side, and he's definitely he's got something definitely there to work with next season. Obviously, depending on who they can keep. Uh, that Telemans, he's only on loan, I believe, so I don't think they've signed him. But whether they go in for him, but I think, I, I think that's the key. 
this this season, really. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I, I think, I mean, I've I've said it before. I'm not. I, I was never sort of Brendan Rodgers' greatest fan, um, mm. but I, I'll hold my hands up. I think he's done a, a good job since he's gone into Leicester. The the thing for me is, as you you sort of mentioned, is 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 what they managed to do in the summer. So, if you, I mean. I've heard a few rumours this week, for example, that, that there's rumours of Spurs going in for Madison if Ericsson was to go. Um, there's there's a few rumours going around about Chilwell going to City because, I mean, I think from a City point of view, their left-back's probably the only only sort of yeah, area well, they've in got, the, the in thing the is, team. They've got, they've got Mendy, hasn't he? But he's, 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 he's always injured. I, I I like Mendy, but I think there's a bit of a question mark about him defensively. But I think that, 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 that it's the complete opposite with Chilwell. I think he's he's the one that, that I mean, he's an England regular now, isn't he? But oh, yeah. I think that's that's the thing with Leicester. The summer's going to be pretty important for them, and I I I mean, Rogers has inherited a decent squad there, and I, I, it's the same group of players that Puyol had. Um, Maybe he was just a different type of manager, I and mean, I don't think they were playing bad football under him. I think it was just they, I mean, they won games that you'd probably expect them not to win, and they were losing games you'd expect them to win. So, um, but I mean, Rogers kind of had a free run to the end of the season, didn't he, really? Because um, they weren't going to go down and they weren't going to sort of challenge the sort of top six. But Four wins on the spin now for them, and they are they are in seventh. Admittedly, fourteen points behind United in sixth, but they're doing good. They're doing good. I think they'll um, they'll certainly be challenging for sort of seventh, eighth place next season, pretty um, pretty comfortably. I think. Oh yeah, de- definitely. Like like you mentioned there, I think it's going to be key that they keep Madison. I, I think he. he the thing is for him, will he will he look at someone like Jamie Vardy and think well, he missed out? He had a chance to move to a bigger club, didn't take it, and now it's kind of his yeah, maybe, is gone, M- maybe. I mean, I've obviously, got Madison no... has got age on his side, where he's still very he's a young he, player, and he's got you know he has. But I, 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 with the greatest of respect to Leicester, and I, I I like Leicester as a club. I like watching them play. I think they play good football. If if a top top four side came calling for you i think your your head's going to turn without a doubt yeah. i don't i don't care how how old you are um i, I mean i don't know but i'd i'd be pretty comfortable saying that i suspect vardy regrets not going to arsenal when he had the opportunity oh, yeah, and i think that, that that time's passed now i don't think he's going to get a move like that again you won't, you won't, no. i don't think you um but and and at the same time, Leicester if, if Leicester were to sell Madison to a top top four, top six side, they would make a decent profit from it. So, very good, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens okay. in the summer. Uh, Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. I d I don't really to be honest with you, I have seen the game, there wasn't really too much apart from Milovojevic scored another penalty. <laughs> what is it about him? What what is it about Crystal Palace and penalties? I mean, those penalties this season in the Premier League, isn't it? From, from well, I, I mean, crikey! I mean, I don't know any other player, maybe Letizia back in the day, that's ever scored ten penalties in a season. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I know, I, I did read that on, on the sort of darker side of football that Zaha was getting a bit of. 
a bit of abuse from some fans. I'm not sure whether it was after the incident or like on social media afterwards. He was he was getting some sort of pretty heavy stuff about diving and things like that. And I, I don't think it was a dive at all, really. Oh, no, I, I, mean, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was a penalty. Do you not think that... I, I, I go back to like, sort of, I don't know how, how long, maybe 10 years ago when Andy Johnson was at Crystal Palace and there was always talk about how Palace used to get all these penalties and Andy Johnson was a diver and this, that and the other. And it's almost as if it's stuck, like the mud stuck with Palace. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Zaha in particular, because he's so tricky, because he's so quick. That yeah, I think... I any think... any sort of touch on him, he's not always going to go down. But I think if you're running at I the think pace the he runs is, at, he's... they just get penalty after penalty has... after penalty. I think in the past he has dived once, and that's the problem. I think as soon as you do it once, I think you're kind of branded. You get bright. So if, if a decision goes against the team you're playing, the fans are always going to say, oh, we dived. Well, it happened I with think... Ashley Young for a while, didn't yeah. it? And I, I always remember it happened with, with Bale as well when he was at Spurs. But and I think it happens to Ronaldo sort of every week. But I just, I mean, he must be. He must be their top think, scorer. He, he if, must be if, their top scorer on yeah, penalties. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. <laughs> he is. It's, oh, I don't know. I don't... It's just every... When I saw they went, when I saw that Palace had gone 1-0 up, I thought, oh, Zaha's probably got it. Maybe Batshuayi, Benteke. Yeah, it was a penalty. Of course I it was. To, I tried to spell his name, but I, I can't even actually tell you what I've even written. I wonder if you can you can probably get odds on him on him scoring a penalty in a match. Well, if, if you if probably you've pretty sure to be honest. Every game this this season, you probably made a bit of money. I just uh, he he must be their top scorer. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just it it's just it fascinates me how someone. I mean, if you're a penalty, t- it's like the whole fantasy football thing, isn't it? You always stick the people that take the penalties in your fantasy football team. But wonder if he's. Uh... He's got a clause in his contract. Like if he scores, if he scores like ten goals in a season, he gets like half a million or something. He's probably well, like probably. And, I mean, he has missed one, hasn't he? So yeah, he did miss. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's got eleven eleven goals this season, ten of which are um, penalties. penalties. So he, he, uh, he's capable of scoring other goals there, other than penalties. Just, one. just one. So, thing. just a bit of context. The next highest score is Zaha on eight, and then you've got Townsend and Jeffrey Schlupp on four. It's mental, isn't it? Crazy. Anyway, so he's got more. He's got more than the third and the fourth put together. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think if you this this is serious. I'm just going to check this before I before I commit to it. Oh. If you took Zaha, uh, maybe Slip and Townsend. Now he's got more than the rest combined. Yeah, ten, ten across the other players. He's got more than the rest of the team combined. More penalties than the rest of the Carrying team has, have scored normal Carrying. goals. <laughs> My God, just I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say it now. Put put a couple of quid on him being top scorer next year. Because with VAR coming in, he's, he is, <laughs> he is going to get, he's going to get a hat full of goals next year with VAR. 
<laughs> we've got to do that. We've got to do that, Chris. I'll tell you what. Yeah, anyone listening, I'm not encouraging it at all, but yeah, crikey, put a pound on him to be Premier League top scorer next year. And then share your wealth with the people that told you. To Absolutely, do. yeah. All right, we'll move on. Remember to where the, you uh, heard it. Everton Arsenal game. Uh, so not so much on the game itself, but I think there were three very happy teams when this result came through on Sunday. Uh, two of which are in London. One, one is a Manchester club. Uh, a, a, are you, were you surprised that Everton won? I wasn't too. I wasn't actually too shocked when I saw. It. I didn't look at the score and go, "Oh wow, they've won." I was like, "Oh no." Um, with the way that Everton, sorry, with the way to, that Arsenal defended, it's not. No, it's know, not. I, 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 I'm going to have to eat a bit of humble pie because Everton have really turned it around recently, and I know I've been, I've been a couple weeks ago as well. Yeah, I've been quite critical of them in the past, and I think one nil sort of flattered Arsenal a little bit, to be honest. But fair play to Everton; it was they're a good making, win. They're making the Champions League spots a bit interesting because they're beating all the teams. <laughs> yeah, they are. But <laughs> Arsenal are atrocious away from home, so that mix. That mixed in with sort of Everton playing a, a lot better than they have been for the majority of the season. I, I don't think it was a surprise at all. And the whole transition season for Arsenal, Wenger leaving, Emery coming in. I mean, I think if you on paper, I think they're in a better position points wise than, yeah, they, yeah. than they were last year. But uh, still the same old problems any for me. Do you think they play any different? Under him than what they have done with not, re- not really. I think I don't defense... really see any change. They still defend bad. I, okay think that's, I think that's their Achilles' but... heel. I, I think their problem is their defence. I think their defence is so vulnerable. Um, and I think that I think going forward they're they're good. I think they're very good going forward. They've got some great players. Um, but they just don't seem to be able to travel, and I think that I, I'm not. I'm not convinced by Emery. If I'm honest with you, I mean, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd, 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 I'd sort of put. I would put this season down to down to 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 a change of manager, the players bedding in, and things like that. But if if he didn't start moving in the, in the summer for for sort of defensive reinforcements, then I'd start asking questions already. But I mean, I find Arsenal were difficult. I think they're the worst of the top six. Um, so you don't expect them to win the league. And I know and yeah. it's a bit strange saying they it now, have, but yeah. you'd, be, you'd be surprised if they got Champions League, although they're, they're, they're certainly the in the race. They've got the easiest run. That doesn't mean anything. I don't, I don't, but that's the thing. Yeah, if you would, if you would, if you, week, yeah. if you were to put any of the top six up and say this team out of the six has got the easiest running, I think Arsenal would be the one team that you would have the least amount of faith in against the other five. To be honest, so we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll probably have to eat my words, and uh, they'll qualify, and Spurs won't. So. But. <laughs> They're just, yeah. they're just too inconsistent. They're not going to win the league, are they? And I, don't, no, I think, no, I think, not with the squad that they've got. I think, I think, I think it's almost a case where Arsenal fans think they should be winning the league, but I just, I think they're miles away from it. Definitely. Speaking of uh, top four, speaking of third, actually, should we say third? 
Uh, Chelsea, West Ham. Uh, a few things on this game. Uh, one is, I think, you know, so I've watched the whole game, and I think in stages of that game, I think you could see Sarri ball actually working. I think this is probably only the second time this season I can actually say that, that there were glimpses of, I think, what his tactics actually working in this game, which is strange to say. I think I, I'm just we... I'm just going to try and work that out, Chris. So, if if we think Chelsea have played 33 times this season, and in your I opinion, this yeah. is the sec this is the, the second, second time, I think time worked. that it's worked. I yeah. mean, he's he's a keeper. I think I think we. I will be honest with you. This season, for seventy percent of this season, we have been poor. And and that's probably likely, but we are still third, which I find hard to believe. I th- I look back on some of the results we've had, like losing to Bournemouth four nil, Man City, you know, conceding six against them, you know, losing to Everton the other week, losing to Wolves, but we're still there. I I just yeah it's hard to believe, and and but... I, I think about Tottenham, I think about Man United. Man United, you know, they they went nine, ten games unbeaten, you know, from like yeah. the start of January. It's it's just so. There, there's one that we're still there. There's, I I agree with you, but the I think that that's the case for a lot of the teams. In take Liverpool and Man City out of the equation, I think the way you've just described Chelsea, you can absolutely describe Spurs and Man United the same way. I think the difference probably is that Chelsea are a bit, well, and especially Chelsea and United are a bit more used to success than Spurs are. But Spurs have dropped points against Wolves. They've dropped points against Burnley. They've they've dropped points against teams that you wouldn't expect them to. Wolves have beaten United as well, and United have dropped points against teams that you'd expect them to win. But they're yeah. all there or thereabouts. So I think it's been oh, a yeah. very similar season yeah. for all of them, and I'd, I'd probably even throw Arsenal in there as well. All the big teams have beaten each other at some point this season, but take Liverpool and City out, the, the other four have all dropped points as well. Um, I can't see him staying. To be honest, I can't see Hazard I staying either. I, I can't. Uh, yeah. I can't his, see him his staying. Goal, his first goal was unbelievable on Monday. Well, yeah, I think the best thing about the, the that is it's, great, it's, but... it's, it's stuck a little bit more on his price tag, I expect. But yeah. I, I can't. I can't see him staying. To be honest, and I can't see Sari staying either. And I can't see Higuain staying. I mean. Well, I saw this week he's come out. Higuain's come out and said that he wants to stay. Oh, I would be, I'd be driving right, him to the airport right. myself. He's, I, I stand by what I said. You, you've bought can, a name there. He, he's not done anything he for can, Chelsea. Can, the amount of money he's getting paid. He could be in the list of of strikers that we've bought for the name. Um, Torres, Shevchenko, Crespo, yeah. slightly. Yeah, we need we need strength up front. You know, Higuain's not strong enough. We need Diego Costa, Drogba, a player like that. It, but 
It's a, it's a huge summer for Chelsea. It's a huge summer. It, if obviously, <laughs> Wick, we, we, we buy anyone? Let's just say that. Well, but that's it. Whatever happens with the transfer ban, I, I I'm convinced Hazard's going to go. Um, he will only let one of them go. I think if you're going to mention Hudson Odoi, I, there's no way that they'll let both of them go. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I don't. We have I don't, got I, coming in, but I, I still I, think you'll let both go. I don't think he's. I don't think he's anywhere near. I, I'm. I'm convinced of that. I don't think he's anywhere near Hazard's quality, and I, I think Hazard will go. And I think Hudson Odoi. I think if he wants to go, he'll go. We've got. Uh, it's Hazard's all right. Younger, youngest brother, Chelsea now. So okay. Uh, Kalen has. <laughs> so okay. Try with him now. <laughs> I did. all going to work out. I, I, I did. I, I read. I mean, I read today that they they that Chelsea Chelsea are saying they're not going to move from their hundred million valuation. He's more. He's worth more than that. Oh yeah. Well, he'll he'll he'll, sh- he'll surely go for more than that. But well, that's why I think it's a big summer. Uh-huh. Transfer ban or not, it's a huge summer because if he goes, then. That that is your team. If Hazard doesn't play well, Chelsea don't play well. Um, tell from from Monday's game. Without him and that team, creatively, you know, we we certainly lack. You know, we've got William and we've got Pedro, but they are nowhere near to you know to what Hazard is. So yeah, like you said, it's going to be interesting. I'm. 90% sure he'll leave, um, but I think Chelsea will only sell him for the right price. But then they run the risk of him running his contract out because he's only got a year left. The, on yeah, that but they will, they will get. He will go. This is where the sort of player power comes into. It, I think because he is by far. I mean, he's probably worth more than Stamford Bridge, isn't he? <laughs> Hazard. I mean that that he, he's five in the world. He's the know. club's biggest yeah. asset, I would say, by by quite a distance. And I, they won't let his value drop. They won't let him run his contract down. So no. that that's why I think he'll go. Um, unfortunately, where the business part of uh, football comes in. Well, yeah, exactly. But but also Zidane going back to Madrid, I think that's that's almost the thing for me that's tipped it over the edge to say that yeah, he's going to so go. If you, you you obviously said you think Sarri will go, do you think they they go after the Wolves manager? Because I see he's, he's the most likely candidate wow. at the moment. But... As, as, assuming his style of play is is visible for more than two out of thirty three games, I'd say yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. Whoever goes to Chelsea, they're going to ruin. So um, they'll go there. They'll go. That's what they do. That they'll. He'll go there for a year. It'll. It'll. It'll be an average sort of transitional season. The next season, it'll get sacked, and then someone else will come in. That that's that seems to be what happens. I I, I do wonder how appealing it is to a football manager, whether it's an appealing job or not. Dollar signs, mate. That's all that matters. Well, <laughs> and you're a Chelsea fan, and you're saying it. So uh, anyway, we'll right, that's the Premier League done. We'll uh, we'll move over. We're going to do some of the FA Cup uh, this yeah, weekend. We'll, I think we we just touch on the FA Cup 
Well, yeah. there's not a lot to say about the Man, the Man City, City game, really. Game, you, know, you know, they went 1-0 after four minutes. I don't really know what, what else you expect. I, I, I think that was the worst thing to happen. Straight. So I was talking to someone at work yesterday. Just... I was talking to someone who was there, who, who went to both semi-finals, um, and I think they said the the attendance difference between the Saturday and the Sunday was ten thousand. So apparently there was block upon block of empty of empty yeah. seats for the City Brighton. Where Man City they scored so early, they just then just played. They it, didn't, they didn't it play ruined the game. It, it absolutely ruined the game. They they, they almost shut up shop. Bright, realistically, yeah. Brighton were going to struggle to get back into it. I think it. Brighton have won and decent. Chance, and that was about it. Not... I think towards the end they put some pressure on, but they needed to uh, losing an early goal to City is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, um, City still. I think it was game over from there, really. Kind of in the quadruple. Well, Champions they League's gone. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they ain't going right. to win the Champions League. <laughs> anyway, the the what the what for Wolves game. I think yes. What this a is, game. We, we always knew tie. that this would. Yeah. So this be was a the tie game. out of the two that I think most neutrals would have been eager to see out of the two ties, and it, it certainly delivered, didn't it? Like I know Wolves game. took an, an early lead, but I found myself like at two one almost, you know. Wanting Watford to go on and, and win the game, I don't, I don't know. It, it was like a, a power over me. It was such a it good was, game. It was such a good game. Delafeu, he completely changed that game himself. That first, that first goal he scored, that was worthy of winning the final. That just like chip just over the keeper. You just don't, you don't see goals like that every weekend. He's he's a he's a quality player. I don't think people sort of realise how good he actually is. But yeah, I, I thought. It, it, oh, sorry, Juventus have just scored. Juventus won well, just before half Ajax. time. Yeah, taking the lead against Ajax. Um, I, I think I thought it was a great game. I thought even before it, there's, there's two teams that are so evenly matched, um, and it could have gone either way. I think when Wolves went two 0 up, you saw how they. How, Win, I don't know. I just find that a bit. If you're a Wolves fan, you've got to be absolutely gutted. Oh yeah. Um, but f- fair play to to Watford. And then when it went to extra time, I mean, Wolves had taken off their front two. I think was it both of their front two they'd taken off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimenez came off. And I kind of think from from the manager's point of view, I think that's what most managers would do. You'd sort of tight, you you try and sort of kill the game off, make make yourself as tight as possible. But but it kind of backfired. But it 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 backfired through probably one of those sort of freak turnarounds, if you like. But um, it will. I think Watford will give City a decent game in the final. I, I don't like think it'll be Watford a dull final. I think a lot of people would like to see Watford go on and win it now. Yeah, but... I would. I think from a footballing perspective, you you probably may have rather seen Wolves against City because Wolves play, do play really good football. But, yeah, but... Um, what Wolves an atmosphere, what a game, yeah. what an outcome. I think um, if you were to show... If, if, you were, if you were trying to explain the FA Cup to someone... And the the passion behind because a lot That's you know a lot of people about. say that you know there's there's no love for the FA Cup but you show two teams that are out of the top six you know you know they're, they're seventh and eighth in the league 
put them together in an FA Cup semi-final for, for a chance yeah. to play in a final and to go into Europe, you know, yeah. that's what it should I, be. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And t- to be honest with you, I think you can, you, you can tell City want to win it. I know, I, I, I don't think the top teams care so much in the earlier rounds. I think when you, when they get to, when they get to a position where there's a chance they could win it, then they start to get a yeah. bit interested. I mean, let's be honest, City's sort of second team's always probably going to be, be too much for Brighton. But I, I would absolutely say that there's going to be two teams in that final. Both teams are desperate to win it yeah. for different reasons. But yeah, yeah it should so be a good one. The, so that's going to be the final. I see the final is going to be, is it a half-five kickoff? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was last year, though. I think it's late, it's late isn't it? Yeah, I suppose yeah it's it is just get more people to well, it's watch TV, it. it's people uh, working on Saturday. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Cool. All right, well, that was the, the well, obviously, two games for FA Cup. We're going to go into the EFL leagues now, and Rich with the Championship. Yeah, so uh, there's been a lot of action in the Championship uh, since, since we last did, did an episode of the podcast. So, um, obviously, there's, there, there is games going on at the moment, but uh, Norwich are five points clear um, and Leeds are in second place. Uh, Norwich do have a game in hand. I think, the, I think the game, well, the game in hand is tonight, but they're actually uh, they're they're losing. losing. What now? Uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, Ooh. which is a bit of a bit of a surprise. Um, but before before tonight, so that was Norwich's fifth win in a row. They beat QPR four 0 on Saturday, but it's not it's not going their way tonight. Uh, Leeds have, did move up into second. Uh, they beat Preston two 0 last night. Preston were down to ten men, and then uh, Leeds took advantage and got the three points. Um, but they did uh, fall to a surprise one 0 defeat away at Birmingham at the weekend. Uh, Birmingham, who are playing Sheffield United tonight, that's currently one all at the moment. Um, and Sheffield United are in third. They won one nil away at Preston at the weekend. Uh, but like I say, playing Birmingham tonight. Uh, if they win that, they can go back up into second. Um, from the top three, it really does look like it's going to be two from that top three that are going to go up through the automatic promotion places. There's a seven-point gap down to West Brom in fourth. Uh, they didn't help their cause, losing 3-2 away at fellow playoff hopefuls Bristol City last night, who moved up to fifth. Villa make up the playoff places in sixth. They beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-1 away at the weekend, which was a great result. They can go back up into fifth tonight if they win at Rotherham, but they're 1-0 down and down to 10 men. So it looks like Villa are going to stay in sixth uh, unless there's a huge turnaround in that game. At the bottom, it looks like a matter of time before relegation is confirmed for Ipswich. They're 13 points from safety with only six games remaining. Although they did get a 2-1 win away at Bolton at the weekend, but it looks like it's a little bit little too late. Uh, Bolton, they're also struggling. They're eight points from safety. They've only taken three points from their last five games and losing to Ipswich clearly didn't help. Uh, so those two do look in real trouble. The final relegation place could be any team from a possible six, really. There's only five points separating Rotherham. Have all of the teams, so from 17th to 22nd at the moment, are, are picking points up as well. Yeah, right? well, especially in, with... So Rotherham are in the final <coughs> relegation place, yeah. um, but obviously they're winning tonight. Uh, they Birmingham, down. 
Yeah, Ooh. and Birmingham dropped down, obviously, but they got a nine-point deduction for financial irregularities or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that put them in the in the sort of a bit of danger at the bottom. So still a lot to play for at the bottom of the championship. The top two or three is probably more set than the uh, than the relegation places are in League One. Luton remain top, and they've now stretched their unbeaten run to a record twenty-eight games, Chris. Apparently, it's in the hundred odd years history of the league, no team's ever done that. But obviously, Arsenal that, did, like... but uh, in I think it's in that in the lower leagues, no team's yeah. ever done that before. Um, so they're now seven points clear at the top, despite two draws in their last five games, which I, I guess that's seen as a bit of a wobble when you've gone twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sunderland are in second. They're one point above Barnsley, but they did miss the chance to, to stretch that lead. They drew one all with Burton last night. Uh, Barnsley are in third. They lost 3-1 against Burton at the weekend, which allowed Portsmouth in fourth to make ground. They won 3-2 away at Wickham. Uh, and they've got a game in hand, so they could go back up to third with a victory. Pompey are really strange at the moment. They're always sort of two or three nil up, then it gets really close towards the end. I think they just switch off. Um, anyway, uh, but Portsmouth beat Sunderland in the checker trade. Chris, you must be familiar with the checker trade. Yeah, yeah. So, um, good game by all accounts. Um, Doncaster make up the playoff places in sixth. They're five points ahead of Peterborough, who are in seventh. At the bottom, it's tight. There's only 10 points separating Bristol Rovers in 16th and bottom place Bradford. Uh, but it doesn't look good for the bottom two. Bradford and Walsall have both lost all of their last five games. Wimbledon are the big movers after uh, being bottom for so long. Three wins in the last five has, has lifted them to 22nd and only one point from safety. Southend are in 21st. They're only ahead of Wimbledon on goal difference and have only claimed one point from their last five matches. And Wickham are only a point clear of relegation and along with the bottom two have lost their last five games. So three of the bottom five in League One have not won a game in the last five. So it's really tight at the bottom of League One. Yep, that's it. Okay, so uh, League Two with only uh, five games to go. Uh, Lincoln remain top and now only need one more win to secure promotion. Uh, they beat fellow promotion hopefuls MK Dons away by two goals to nil. So it was a good win for them. Mansfield have climbed out of the playoffs into second after they beat Cambridge 1 0. So MK Dons in third and Mansfield in fourth. Sorry, I've got that completely the wrong way around. <laughs> so, MK Dons in, in third. Um, both Mansfield and MK Dons are on 72 points. Bury have slipped into fourth. They lost away to Carlisle 3-2. Um, so, Bury two up in that one. And then Carlisle actually went down to 10 men. So, <laughs> and ended up winning the game. So, yeah, it was a crazy game. Uh, Tranmere drew 0-0 with Newport to remain in fifth uh, on 68 points. Um, I would say probably those five, three of those five teams, I think, will gain the the, the automatic promotion. So that is, I think Lincoln have, uh, have done it, but it would be between Mansfield, MK Dons, uh, Bury and Tranmere, I think, for the other two spots. Tranmere have come from nowhere. Literally, in the, 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 they did lose... Obviously, we took a week off 
Uh, they lost that weekend, actually. But other than that, they've got pretty perfect record, really. Um, so Forest Green, they won 2-1. They were in sixth. And seventh Exeter, they drew 1-0. Uh, but they, did, they, they had a game in hand, but I'll come back to that, Exeter. Um, so for the other two promotion, uh, so for the other two playoff places, uh, you're probably going to be looking at Forest Green, Exeter, Carlisle, Colchester, and I'd say outside chances if they have good runs of games for Oldham and Swindon. So the bottom, so bear in mind, I did this before the game last night. So. Obviously, it's very close at the bottom. Three teams are set to battle it out for survival with only one team who will come out on top of that. Uh, all three teams drew at the weekend, so they all did pick up a point. Uh, so, Macclesfield were bottom, Notts County 23rd, Yeovil 22nd. But Macclesfield actually won their game in hand last night. They beat Exeter. So Macclesfield are out of the bottom two, and the Oval have been pushed into that now. So yeah, not good, uh, not good. So, so uh, last weekend uh, we went to I went to the game uh, with my wife. My wife walked on the pitch before the game with the players. She wasn't she wasn't <laughs> she, meant to, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> she, she got she got apprehended by the police <laughs> shortly it, after entering the playing area. It wasn't a protest or anything. Yeah. It, uh, it was to do with a competition anyway. She <laughs> got to walk out with the players. Um so we went. Um but it was it was not good. It was terrible. The, it, you could just tell that the morale has just been completely sucked from that team. Like first half they were actually not too bad, but they just there was no attempt to move the ball forward uh, and try and get a goal. It, it was it was all around the middle, you know, the, the odd cross here and there. But no one, I wouldn't say, could say that they actually gave over about seventy percent in that game. So I hate to say it, but from from what I saw that game, I I think I think they're down, and they'll probably end up bottom but, as well. But then, but then they get a last-minute winner against sort of promotion chasing. Who did they play at the weekend? Swindon. 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 Sorry, yeah, but they're, they're 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 up there, aren't they, Swindon? I was yeah, thinking the MTK Don's game, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's all good them getting a point, but. You know the other the other two well, teams points play, better than none, especially oh, when yeah. when you're losing that late on. I'm I'm just trying to put a positive spin on it for you, Chris. I, I don't think there's any positive. Yeah. I went I was there at the ground, so it was it was a fan appreciation day, but I don't think the fans would have come away very appreciative <laughs> <laughs> from, from what I saw. But fair play to the people that I you know I go probably three or four times a season. If I had to sit through that all season, I think I'd be pretty sick and tired of it by now, to be honest with you. But yeah, I was going to say we'll see. New owners, new manager. Hopefully, will that be? Hopefully, still in the football league. Whoever in the the football league, but I, I, I've honest, I've tried to find a team that have spiralled this badly in Mm. in about six seasons, and I can't see any (laughs) team. That being that bad, you know, you look at Sunderland, maybe, but you know they've only gone down two divisions. Yeah, verge of of going out of the football league for the first time since two thousand two. So, 
Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I'm just sorry. I'm just going to go back to to the championship. Villa have turned it round. Hey, uh, so Villa, yeah, two one. So six so minutes. From time, six... So from the time that we've done, you've done yeah. the yeah. So from from us saying a few minutes ago that they're probably not going to turn it around and John Terry's put his shirt on and he's come out second half. So yeah, so they've they've got a penalty in the 48th minute to equalise and then they've just Abraham score? Is he playing tonight? No, uh, Kodja has scored the penalty. Um, Abraham is playing. Yeah, he is playing. Um, I'm not sure who's got the second one. It hasn't come through yet, but. Yes, Villa have um, Villa have gone up to fifth. Rotherham are still in the relegation zone. Did but, you see uh, he scored for Juventus? Oh, yeah. uh, I, <laughs> I bet it you... was. <laughs> well, you say that, but I tell you what, that uh, Mikel Keane. Oh yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. yeah, he yeah. is a player. He is scoring left, right, and centre at the moment. Um, anyway. Yeah, so we'll obviously uh, Juventus won, Ajax nil, Barca still one up on United. Um, we've got Birmingham one, Sheffield United one, Brentford two nil up on Ipswich. So I think Ipswich are going to be gone. Hull one, Wigan one, Millwall QPRs nil nil, Norwich nil, Reading one, and Rotherham one, Aston Villa two. Um, okay, so I think that's it for part one, Chris. That is uh, that is it for part one. We'll be back in part two with an update on predictions. Uh, we'll try and guess Pete's teaser this week and our special topic, which is kind of a free-for-all of football over the last two weeks. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we're going to start part two with just a very quick update on predictions. Um, so we had a bit, well, a scare for Jamie maybe at the top uh, last week. So Dave got a score of 25, but was only let down by uh, Yeovil's last minute <laughs> equaliser. Yeah, yeah. Is he a Yeovil fan? Dave? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's, no, well, he's he a Liverpool fan. No, he won't, he won't yeah. be that worried then. But yeah, so if that, uh, obviously he had, well, we all had Swindon to beat Yeovil, but if that goal hadn't gone in, he would have uh, tied at the top for uh, for 30 points. But 25 still very respectable. So but yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's only one of about five or six people. Yeah, that have done absolutely. I, sorry, Ajax have just equalised. Sorry, just at the start here. Dark horses. I, I, I was saying Ajax are dark horses. For... Yeah, one all. Um, so, yeah, so sorry, on predictions. Uh, so, we've got Mark taking part this week. Uh, the predictions are on social media. So, you can you can go on and have a look at those. Um, so, we'll see how Mark gets on. We're, get, we're getting into the realms of... Uh, Introducing uh, our two lucky, well, re, re, another go, yeah, re-entries. Yeah, That's re-entry. the word I was looking for. Yeah, the, the trophy is on the way. It's all done. How exciting! It's on the way. So that should it's... be, uh, I think, next start of next week. So hopefully, I'll be seeing you next week. So you know, you can get your hands on it. Until then, it will be on my mantelpiece. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're, you're, you're not winning. So um, our, our scores are still very uh, close, aren't they, on predictions? Yeah, I think they're last week sort of moved us because we were we were dead on before that but um i think there's a 10 point difference now um so yeah that's predictions uh only a couple more weeks to go and then uh well yeah we'll i think be it's revealed. Only, we'll think have it's a winner five weeks maybe five yeah it can't weeks. be many yeah it can't be many okay cool. so um we're just gonna have a quick catch up on some of the I guess the the big stories that have been around that um have happened over the last couple of weeks um I think we've we've, we've picked a few things each I think um do you want to go first Chris or, or yeah, shall yeah. I I'll, I'll go I don't mind going first so I was going to talk about um my trip to Hush Park but we actually did that in <laughs> earlier on so um I just w- want to talk about um, the Champions League places for the Premier League. Uh, so obviously Liverpool and Man City all but confirmed in their little mini league that they're having at the moment. Um, but obviously between third, fourth, fifth and sixth, how close it is this season, I think it, may, I think it makes it a lot more entertaining, yet at the same time a little bit nerve-wracking that there's, the spaces are limited and you think only half the team's of those four teams are going to guarantee a place. I just wanted to see if you've changed your mind, because obviously you're obviously going to say Tottenham are going to get there, but have you changed your mind in, in you know, with Harry Kane likely to miss the rest of the season? Are you uh, worried? Or? I'm, I'm more worried than I have been. Um, I'd probably say over the last couple of months, but weirdly not because Harry Kane's injured. Um, I, I honestly think that I don't think that's a bigger, as big a blow as it could possibly be for other teams losing your your sort of main player. I, I, I do feel that Spurs play differently when Harry Kane's not playing. Um, this it, is. And I think that showed last night, to be honest. Yeah, you. absolutely. And I think that we are we we play a lot sort of narrower. We play a different type of football because we have to. Uh, we all we almost become more solid and a tighter unit. Um, and then play on the break with sort of Lucas find, and Son with I their pace Son up front. Gets more freedom when Harry Kane's not playing, so he gets to roam more in the position of, of central striker rather than being stuck out wide. Yeah. I think he's more effective in the middle. But like you yeah, said, you're not, if Harry Kane's fit, you know, he's always going to be your, your target man, isn't he? Yeah, but if you think about how... If you think about when Kane's been injured in the past, I think there was seven, six or seven games this season, um, and yeah. Song came into his own... Uh, I don't think we lost a game, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried. And I suppose the other way, to, the other way I, I kind of look at it is that we, we we've now got the Liverpool game out of the way. So the only one that <laughs> you would kind of, the only one you would possibly kind of think that is going to cause Spurs trouble, and this is no disrespect to the other teams at all, would be the the City away. Um, so, and I think the, the the outcome of the Champions League will, will 
have a big bearing on on that. So, to yeah, be honest, is... I think we we play them three times in the space of a couple of weeks. So mm, I'm I'm more nervous because Spurs had a big gap of ten ten or so points in the top four, and that that gap has sort of now disintegrated. Um, but I'm more worried about that than I am about the fact that Harry Kane may be out yeah, for, a, so for the rest of the season. Chelsea still, well, Chelsea are playing Liverpool on Sunday. I was hoping Porto were going to get something out of the game last night because then it might have encouraged Liverpool to rest a few players, but can't see that happening now. But we still, Chelsea have still got to play Liverpool and Manchester United away. Plus, we are, we've got to play Leicester and Watford as well. Yeah, so well, I mean, this this, this weekend's games. big, and again, I know that I know Huddersfield are relegated, and it, I mean, you can take that as you want. It mean it may mean they play with a bit more freedom, but Spurs are at home to Huddersfield on Saturday, um, early kickoff, and I guess you're the late kickoff late Sunday. Kick-off, yeah, four, I yeah. mean that this weekend could be a, a big swing. Um, it, if Spurs take three points and and you fail to take anything against Liverpool, then then it's a five-point gap again. Yeah, we've, a bit harsh, this, right? We played Monday night. Because we've, we've got, got, we've got a game, Europa League. I think we've got a game mm-hmm. in hand on you. Yeah, you all three of you do, yeah. We've played yeah, so, all three don't, Sorry, Chris, don't bring the Europa League into it. You have not played any team that's above semi-professional no, I'm just level saying, in we've, that we've tournament. Played, how many teams do you know have played on a, a Monday night and then had to play had to travel it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a train it's a training game i don't i don't buy that who do it's you only buy, who's who only in teams, anyway who do you think who do you think so they get the two spots i think spurs and i'm hoping that's more with my head than with my heart and united yeah i, I i'm going to say and I, I went with those two. That that was my top four. The beginning of the season yeah. with our predictions. That I'm was my stick, top four. I'm going to stick with the two teams I said third and fourth. That was Chelsea and Man United. Mm. So we're basically the difference is basically the teams we support. That's, that's strange. So that, that, that was um, that was predictable. <laughs> that's so strange. I, but I've just I, just while we're talking about Chelsea, and then we'll move on. Um, you dodged the bullet. Um, with us not doing a podcast last week, with with the farce that was Cardiff v Chelsea, absolute farce. That, that that's probably why you'll get top I four. See... You, you'll probably get something out of the Liverpool game because the the refs and the so lines to them will just be ridiculously it, bad. So put, you, put your hand this. on your heart and say that they were the correct decisions. They, you should have had a man sent well, off. Cardiff offside. should have had a second penalty. It was offside. Penalty. Yeah, I'm not doubting yeah. it was offside. But when they redid this using um, virtual reality on Monday night, oh, here we go. did you see it? Did you see no, it? No, 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 I you, didn't you see it. You have to watch the video. So they've, re- they've somehow programmed what happened into this virtual reality thing. Jamie Carragher's got his goggles on. And the position where the linesman is in, he can't see Aspilicueta. So when it's flicked on, and he can, he then sees him. But 
to him, he looks like he's been in an onside position. So, mm, you know, I don't, I don't buy it. I, and to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think Rudiger would have got sent off. I, I, the keeper would have got it. I don't, I don't think it was right. I card. don't, I don't think he would. I don't think he would have got but, it. And they should. How Cardiff like, should have had another penalty. It's how on earth that was not a penalty. I, I don't understand. Saying this, you, you know, dodged the bullet. They, they should have switched on, switched off right at the end and conceded that goal. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not down to anyone but themselves. Conceding no, that but goal. but they should they should have been two 0 up against ten men at that point, so that it would have been irrelevant. They I still, think. Uh-huh. Anyway. We move on. So my uh, my first thing to mention, um, I think I was going to talk about Harry Kane, but I think we've um, sort of covered that. Um, but I'll, I'll combine two of mine. Um, Chris, honest opinion on Spurs' new stadium. I know we've covered it in the past. We've been uh, a little bit critical. I've I've not been there yet. I don't plan on going. <laughs> uh, it looks all right, doesn't it? it looks... So looks all right. Maybe, maybe steps the security up a little bit. Stop. Oh yeah, what an pitch. idiot! What an absolute idiot! How do we get on the pitch? Oh, surely, I don't know. Surely your security is good enough. It being a new stadium. But yeah, but you know, it 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 it's, it is so impressive. Um, so Did I was Gary Lineker bit... tweeted so it's the best stadium he's ever been to. Oh, just you have to just it's just nowhere the near atmosphere. As good as the I'm not having that. No, it might, it might be state of the diff- art, but it's not better than the completely new different. Completely different, Chris. If you go to the new camp, it is a. It, mm, I'm, I'm not going to disrespect it because it's a fantastic stadium. It's not. I don't think it's what you think it is. Um, obviously, the atmosphere, the attendance, the fact that Barcelona play there, all of that, the history makes it an unbelievable football stadium but Spurs' new stadium just looks unreal um so i was gutted that it wasn't on telly last week when i was away it was strange um, i thought they would have yeah i mean the the yeah. opening i think the opening ceremony was but i think because of the other games that that were on it was just i guess uh, and the way the tv schedule's done no one knew when it was going to be ready anyway so um but it, it looks absolutely phenomenal. The atmosphere is amazing. Um, it, it, Wembley is is forgotten. Um, I've got my special edition program oh, on order, <laughs> so I <laughs> I have ordered the uh, the, the oh. program for the match, um, and I got an email from Spurs today, and it is in stock, and it is winging its way to myself very like shortly. They even ran out of stock. One hundred and twenty pages of pure, 100. pure joy in in A four size as well. Um, I won't tell you how much it cost, but it's amazing. I see now. It so I I cannot oh, wait dear. to get that. Um, which then leads me on to last they night's game. Made... They've probably made it all back, all the stadium money back for just selling those. Chris, if I could, if I, if I can sit there and say that I've contributed X amount of money towards that stadium, then You've I'm happy. You've earned your seat, mate. You've earned your but seat. Two games, two wins, no goals conceded. We're on fire. This 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 stadium is going to give us the lift that we need. So, 
Uh, I'm just going to very quickly touch on last night's game. Spurs deserve to win that. I know was, you said, Chris. It was a you poor said, game. It wasn't great. I don't think it was a poor no. game. It's a Champions League quarter final. I'd say that was probably one of the worst quarterfinals of the Champions League I've seen for a while. I didn't think it was. There didn't seem to be a lot of passion to win the game. It's very two very teams that are very nervous for most of the game, and I, I enjoyed I think it. I, I thought it was. You a... probably deserved just to win it. I'd... I think Spurs created the better but chances. City had most was, of the play. It was and... very strange that he didn't bring Sane and De Bruyne on earlier. I did. I really didn't understand why they didn't come on just after you scored. Well, he, he, he there's went... two. There's two ways to look at it. So. Going, I think, from a City point of view, going back to the Etihad, a one-nil defeat, and keep it because he he went there not to lose. Basically, I think they would have been more than happy with a draw the way they set up. But going away one-nil, losing one-nil is obviously better than losing two-nil. So maybe he didn't want to open them up too much just mm-hmm. after Spurs had scored. But there's a lot of talk. I mean. Going away to City, City will be hot favourites. There's no denying that. But just just imagine this. Just imagine Spurs get an early goal after 10, 15 minutes, like Liverpool did last year. City have then got a score free. I, I wouldn't want to be playing against Spurs wanting to have to score three goals. Because Spurs are... Yesterday, they were, defensively, they were amazing. They were well-drilled. You weren't... Test. They, I wouldn't say you were tested that much. Mm, I think they. Mm, I, what did I you dis, think of I the disagree. Uh, if you go by the letter of the law, which is what all these idiots are, are sort of talking about, then I suppose it is a penalty. But I agree with Jermaine Genus. I agree with the Tongan. All the people that have come out and said that if we're going to start giving penalties for things like that, people are going to have to change the way they play. Um, the art of defending is going to change. And where do we draw the line with what is a penalty and what isn't? It's all right saying that because because your arms are out, you're making your body area bigger than if the ball hits your arm, but therefore it's he, a penalty. Why would he slide but, on the floor with his arms next to his body? Exactly. I don't exactly. <laughs> I challenge anybody listening to this. <laughs> Try and do it. Try and do it without putting your arms out. Absolutely. You, you... It's like it's like you're in a toboggan. <laughs> try, try and do a slide. Yourself. Try and do a slide tackle, or block a football with your arms by your side. It's, it's, it's no different to jumping for a header. You, you use your arms to get elevation. And did you even realise that it was handball until they stopped the play? No, but it's the whole thing. I think it was. I think I think Jan Vertonghen actually said that you. When you when you watch a replay twenty or thirty or forty times, the more you watch it, the You're more you making your mind just the more you believe it's it was. yeah yeah the more you believe it's a penalty. Um, I, I still think there's a lot of work to be done on VAR because there's a lot of interpretation and things like that. But I don't know it, it, if if the United one against PSG was a penalty, then yeah, it was a penalty. But I. I don't think either were. 
if you if you use your own discretion, I don't think yeah. either were. But is there room for discretion in refereeing? That's that's the point. But yeah, just 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 imagine that. Just imagine that um, Spurs get an early goal and the how that tie could turn around. It, it's so evenly balanced. But see, they've given Suarez's goal as an own goal now. Oh, have they? Luke Shaw own goal. Yeah. Oh, we'll get go get his goal bonus. Man United uh, have not had a shot on target yet. to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so yeah, that was my bit. The only other, the only other thing I guess was obviously it, it's been a, uh, it's been on the cards for a long time. But Fulham and Huddersfield officially being relegated. Um, we wave goodbye. To yes. Uh, we on a very selfish note, we we had had them both in our predictions to go down. So let's get set this podcast oh no! Is a, yeah. Oh no! Actually, I'm I did, I did like think... Chris. You didn't have Fulham. I didn't you have had them, Saints. Did I? Saints. No, you yeah. had Saints. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll um, we'll wave goodbye to Fulham and Huddersfield. I don't think that. I think we put a stat out on social Both media a, a few weeks ago. Season, yeah. They? So if I, don't, you... I don't think we're that surprised, to be honest with you. If you total their points up, they um they're still in the relegation zone. If you combine both both of their efforts this season, I, so, I, I, I think Huddersfield unfortunately have given up a little bit. I think I've been a bit generous, generous on this week's predictions as well because I've, I've only put three nil. Well, yeah, I think the, adva- the, the advantage that Mark's got is that he he did his score after Kane was was injured, so. Um, I think you may have gone a bit conservative. Anyway, I think that 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 wraps it up for this week, Chris. Yeah. Unless you've got anything else, not not for that. But the teaser, the teaser, teaser. All yes. Right. Let's get my pen. So, England. Uh, so, London-based teams at the start of the Premier League, nineteen two, nine three season. So, we got Arsenal and we've got yeah. Chelsea. All right, we've got we've two got... teams there. We've got Spurs. Spurs is our third team. I'm yeah. pretty sure Palace were there. Okay, let's throw them in. The the one I'm thinking of is Wimbledon. Wimbledon, yeah, five. Uh Charlton. Now we're in trouble. Now we're in trouble, right? Okay. Now we're in trouble. I don't know. Um Charlton would make six. Oh, what about QPR? Like Les Ferdinand, was he there then? Uh, QPR, were QPR in it? No, they were. QPR were in it because they played Man so, City first ever Monday so night Chal- football. So QPR were definitely in it. Right, so that's six. So Charlton, are we? I remember watching that game. I think Andy Sinton scored and QPR won one nil. That'd be really sad if that's right. I remember. I remember watching that. The state that uh, one of the stands was down at Main Road and they had all the boards up behind the goal. Right. So that's six. Are we saying seven for Charlton? And then just get lucky. What but Fulham Fulham wouldn't have been in it, would they? No, Fulham were far down by then. Watford? Charlton Charlton's the only one. Should we say six or seven? I reckon it's six or seven. 
You go for it, Chris. What do you think? I'm, I'm going to say that. Well, I said I said I thought they were in there, so I'm going to say yes. Okay, we're seven. going for seven. All right, let me. So we're going Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, QPR, Charlton, Wimbledon. Yeah, right. That's so our seven. QPR. Yeah. Is in there. Tottenham are in there. Arsenal and Chelsea are in there. Wimbledon are in there. Palace are in there. Charlton. Charlton are not. not. Chris. Hang on, let me just. (laughs) Bugger. I thought it was 22 teams. No, Charlton are not in there. So we. Well, I I failed. I failed miserably. Oh, we were pretty close, though. Uh, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. We we got that. I'm just trying to find out this QPR one. See if you've shown your age a little bit. It, it couldn't have been because they they drew with Arsenal nil nil twice that season. No, I said um. Man City. Oh, Man City, sorry. Yeah. QPR, so Man City at Main Road, yeah? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure Andy Sinton scored the goal and they won 1-0. First ever Monday night football. Okay, well, according to this, it was 1-1. Oh, well, was it the the right game? Let me have a look. And did Andy Sinton score? Because that's good enough for me. In fact, they drew one all both times that season. Um, hmm. God, am I actually going to have to look this up? But West Ham, West Ham weren't in it, were they? No. Uh. So who was this guy, Andy? Andy Sinton. Sinton. Oh, here we go. I've got I've got the fixtures. Well, this is sad, isn't it? Um, yeah, Man City was one all. It was White scored, not me. Uh, and Sinton scored, yeah. Yeah, and QPR played in their um, red and black red, red and black red and black hoops, was it? Someone go back and have a look. If I'll tell you what, this, Chris. Go back I, and have a look at that kit. I'll tell you what, I think I could even tell you what their sponsor was. Was it Compaq? Compaq, yeah. That's it, yeah. Looks like it. I can't see it from I, there. I, remember, I, I vividly remember watching that game. So you were right. strange. It was the first game. It was the first game ever Monday night football. So the Sky Sports hired cheerleaders. <laughs> they yeah. had cheerleaders before the game. And they had it was oh Forest Liverpool and uh, no, it was yeah, Forest Liverpool was the first televised game. Teddy Sheringham scored against David James. Anyway, that's all our teasers gone for the rest of the year now. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. uh, Holloway was playing for QPR as well. Was he? Yeah, Yeah, we'll wrap it up there then, Chris, before we uh, recreate the whole of the first first season (laughs) of the Premier League. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Yep, so we will be back next week with uh, episode 32. So we will see you then. Yep, see you later.